And so while you're standing, would you go with me to the uh, first book of Kings, 1 Kings chapter 18. Thank you. 1 Kings chapter 18. We're going to be reading a few verses. And, and uh, so, so uh, the latter part of this uh, verse, you're going to be like, hey, wait a minute. We, we read this last week. And, and yes, you are correct. We read some of this last week. So 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 41 through 46. And it reads like this, then Elijah said to Ahab, go get something to eat and drink. Go get some Chick-fil-A, right? For I hear a might, amen. For I hear, or Hacienda, whatever your preference is, La Hacienda. For I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. So Ahab went to eat and drink, or Sonic, but Elijah came, climbed. All right, let me start this again. <laughs> then El stick to the script. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go get something to eat and drink, for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. So Ahab went to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and bow bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. Then he said to his servant, go and look out towards the sea. He told his servant, go and look out towards the sea. The servant went and looked, then returned to Elijah and said, I didn't see anything. Another version says, I don't see nothing. I didn't see anything. Seven times Elijah told him to go and look. And finally, the seventh time, his servant told him, I saw a cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. Then Elijah shouted, hurry to, hurry to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot and go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. And, as, and soon the sky was black with clouds, a heavy wind broke brought a terrific rainstorm, and Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. 46, then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah, what Pastor Andrew was talking about. Then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. He tucked his cloak into his belt and ran ahead of Ahab's chariot all the way to the entrance of Jezreel. I mean, you may be seated this morning. We, we already prayed. And, and so what an incredible summer it has been so far, right? Uh, again, I might be biased, but God has been doing something special here in this house. And so we're just praying that God give us more. God, give us more. Give us more of what you want, you have for us. And so just real quick, we want to give a, a quick shout out and congratulate Sister Marisa and Brother Manning on the addition of their family, the girl. Yeah. They're doing well. Mama, mama and baby are doing well. And so their baby was born a few days ago. And and so if you're watching online, we're so happy for you all and can't wait to meet the little one. And also one of Pastor John's brother, I believe Jacob, uh, him and his wife had their baby like two days ago. And so everyone is doing well as well. And then here at home, it was Carla here, Carla and Luis. Oh, they switched, they, they switched seats. I'm just, uh, it's okay. But they're, they're, they're up next, right? They're, they're right there in, the, in a few days. And so we're praying for a healthy delivery for, for mom and, and baby. And we can't wait to, to meet uh, the little one. And so Sister Jessica is not too far behind either. So it's incredible to see uh, how God has surrounded us with life. God has surrounded us with new life all around, which means our kids' ministry is growing. Yes. <laughs> I guess, I, guess I, I know why the, the, the hesitated hand claps, because I, I think they know what I was about to say next, which also means we'll be needing more volunteers <laughs> in that area soon. So, 
Um, yeah, so this morning we have an assignment and we are locked and loaded and we're, we're kind of staying in the same area that Pastor Andrew was in last Sunday. And so it's kind of one of those things like, like they do in the movies. The, uh, one already came out and then another one comes out, but it's the pre- prequel. That's what the word is. I couldn't, I couldn't remember it. Thank you, Lord. Uh, you know, they come out, but it's like the story before the last one. So this is kind of one of those messages. So in your mind, you're going to have to like put this message before last Sunday. And I know that's going to be a stretch for some of you, right? Because you forgot what you ate this morning already. But you're going to have to just go back, listen to the podcast or YouTube or whatever your preference is, and put this message right before last Sunday. All right, so our subject today is entitled Optical Illusion. Optical Illusion, it's not what it looks like. It's not what it looks like. So tell your neighbor, it's not what it looks like. All right, tell your other neighbor, it's not what it looks like. And so an optical illusion is something that deceives the eye by appearing to be other than it is. An optical illusion is something that deceives the natural eye by appearing to be other than it is. So just think with me, uh, uh, just think with me for a moment. In, in, our, in your daily routine, how many times do we encounter optical illusions? Like perhaps more than we would like to admit. So I'm talking about how we can have our routine drive to work right, and home, and vice versa, and yet even though we have driven through those same streets, we never noticed this or that. There's like one thing that we didn't notice the first time, and it's been your daily routine for months, for years, like that object or, or tree or sign that has always been there, but has never been in our frame of focus. It has never been in our frame of focus. But just because you don't acknowledge the presence of it, that doesn't eliminate the reality of its existence. I'll say that again, but just because you, thank you Siri, just because you don't acknowledge the presence of it, that doesn't eliminate the reality of its existence. So hear me, it only became a reality because you searched for it in your frame of focus, okay? So example, when you're taking a picture, the only thing we tend to focus on is whatever is displaying within that frame. Are you with me? Okay, so like whatever is outside of that frame, we don't even care, right? The dogs could be fighting, we don't care. It's, we're just focusing on whatever is in, within the frame. Uh, so like whatever is outside of the frame, we don't care. Why? Because that's not what we're trying to capture in that moment. So within the frame, there, everything can be exactly how you want it to be, but that doesn't eliminate the reality that there are things outside of that frame that aren't perfect, so just because you didn't take a picture of the napkin on the floor when you took the picture doesn't mean that the napkin isn't on the floor, right? And by the way, it works just the opposite too. Just because within the frame of focus isn't perfect, that doesn't eliminate the reality that the sun rose this morning, that the birds are chirping outside, and that the flowers are blooming. Just because things aren't like you wish they were doesn't mean it's the end of the world. I know we feel like that. I know we do. But it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. And it doesn't mean that there is no good in the world. It's an optical illusion. It's not what it looks like. It's not what it looks like. And I've read this passage of scripture many times and have spoken other messages from this passage. But I love that, that somehow God will always show you something new even with a quote unquote old scripture. And as I was reading this chapter, a few things stood out to me. And that's what I want to share with you all this morning. And really I just have a few points I want to get across. And hopefully they can help you in whatever place you find yourself in today. So in verse 43, the servant of Elijah comes back and tells Elijah, there is nothing there. I don't see any. Anything. There is nothing there. And 
To me, that's an interesting re response because the scripture doesn't tell us that Elijah told him to look for a certain thing. He simply told him to go look towards the sea. A few verses before, he told Ahab that he hears the sound of an abundance of rain. You know the scripture. And so now we can only assume, though, that his servant was there when Elijah told Ahab, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. But here with the servant, he tells him to look towards the sea and essentially report what he sees. And the servant says, there is nothing there. There is nothing there. The servant I suggest to you this morning had an optical illusion, didn't he? I mean, we can say that now because we get to cheat, right, and look ahead of what happens. But in that moment, the servant doesn't see what Elijah sees, at least not yet. And I have to flip the script here with you all and make it personal. How many times do we not see what God sees the moment he tells us to go look, right? So the servant says there is nothing there. There's nothing there. Oh, but he was so wrong, wasn't he? There was plenty of things there that he could have mentioned, but just like the camera example, nothing was in his frame of focus. So anything outside of that didn't matter to him, but this leads me to our first point this morning. Even nothing is something. Even zero is considered a number. Even nothing is something even zero is considered a number. When he looks towards the sea and he says he sees nothing, he really saw something. It just wasn't what he was looking for. Because even nothing is something. And we can choose to stare at the air, right? And we will say we see nothing. Oh, but, but we know that there is something there. We just can't see it with our natural eyes. But because we didn't skip chemistry class, amen, we know that there are molecules all around us. There are so many things going on, on around us that we cannot see. But just because we don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. All right? So the servant was expecting to see the final product, the final finish. But if you think with me, everything that is needed for rain to produce was in the sight of the servant. Water was there in the sea. Moisture was there because of the sea. And the air and the sun were also there in the servant's side sight. They just weren't in his frame of focus. I'll say it this way. All the ingredients were there for the rain Elijah heard earlier, they just hadn't mixed together. So I wonder how many times we miss an opportunity, right? Because we're like the servant. We're expecting to see the final product, the final finish, the puzzle already put together like the picture on the box. It came in, which that in itself got me thinking how we seem to have more trust in a company that manufactures thousands, if not millions of puzzles, more than we do in the creator, the creator, the maker of everything that exists. Like, we'll trust that if the box says 500 pieces, we will trust that all 500 pieces are there. And yet, we are so reluctant to trust God, the one that created you, the one that fearfully and wonderfully made you, uniquely you, that he can't come through for you. And how many times have we missed a move of God in our lives because we didn't see the final product before our eyes? Because all we saw was work, because all we saw was that it would cost us prayer time, submission, trust, and resources. 
All we saw was the process and not the promise in its totality. But you must know this morning that your promise is found in your process. See, how many times are we praying for a miracle, an answered prayer for a job opportunity, for healing, for a nicely decorated cake? We're praying for a nicely decorated cake. We're asking God, give me, give me a chocolate cake with almonds, please, Lord. And we're praying and we even fast for it. And instead of a fully decorated cake, God answers our prayer with, And we're like, nah, God, nah, this isn't what I prayed for. There is, there is nothing there. Are you with me? There is nothing there, just like the servant said, there is nothing there. But all the ingredients, stay with me, to make the cake that you've been praying for is right there. It didn't come in the package you were wanting it to come in. It didn't come in its final form, the finished product. But everything you need is right there. It's right there. You just have to do some baking. You just have to do some baking. And then sometimes we find ourselves praying for a miracle, for an answered prayer, for a job opportunity, for healing, for a nicely decorated cake, and sometimes a finished table. We're praying, God, give me a finished table so that I can put it in my home. So beautiful. Even the color is beautiful. And we're praying for that, and we're fasting for that, and we're believing God for that. And instead of God answering us with a fully finished table, he answers us with this. <laughs> nah, God. <laughs> we're like, nah, God, this isn't what I prayed for. There is nothing there. Just like the servant said, there is nothing there. But all the ingredients to make the table you've been praying for are right there. You just have to do some chopping. You just have to do some chopping. And then sometimes we find ourselves praying for a miracle, for an answered prayer, for a job opportunity, for healing, for a nicely decorated cake, for a finished table. Or sometimes we want a matured, grown sequoia tree. We're saying, God, this would be amazing in my front yard. I would love the shade. And when the wind blows, you can hear the leaves and make that calming, soothing sound. And we're praying for it and we're fasting for it. And instead of God answering us with the full-grown, mature sequoia tree, God answers us with this. Nah, God... That's not what I prayed for. There is nothing there. Just like the servant said, there is nothing there. But all the ingredients for a mature grown sequoia tree that you've been praying for is right there. You just have to do some planting. 
Sometimes you got to do some baking. Sometimes you got to do some chopping. Sometimes you got to do some planting. It's an optical illusion. It's not what it looks like. It's not what it looks like. See, the servant missed it all. All the ingredients were there. They just didn't look like he wanted it to look, but it was all there. And you need to know that all the ingredients for your deliverance are right there in your life. It may not look like you want it, want it to, but all the ingredients are there. All the ingredients for a breakthrough in your life are there. It may not look like you want it to look, but it's there. All the ingredients are there. All the ingredients for a comeback in your life are there. It may not look like you want it to look, but and it may not even happen the way you want it to happen, but all the ingredients are there. Because even nothing is something, even zero is considered a number. So what is in your frame of focus that you are missing that you haven't seen yet? And what is it that is just outside of your frame of focus that you're missing out on? It's an optical illusion. It's an optical illusion. Point number two, it's not what it looks like. It's not what it looks like. It doesn't have to look good to be good. And Elijah tells his servant, go back seven times. He tells him to go back. And I'm pretty sure it didn't take the seventh time for the servant to be frustrated about going back. I'm sure that after the first time, that he didn't want to go back and look at the same thing he had on the previous trip. And I'm pretty sure he was pouting and grumbling to himself. Why do I have to go back? I already told him there's nothing there. I don't know why he doesn't believe me. If he doesn't believe me, then he can come check it out for himself. Instead of making me walk all the way over here for nothing. I know he's a prophet, but prophets are crazy and sometimes dramatic. See, he couldn't just check his phone and see what the weather app was saying. He couldn't ask Alexa, what is it, how, uh, what's the day going to be like today? Is it going to rain today? He couldn't tune in to the local news report and check with the local weather. No, he had to obey and walk back. He had to obey and walk back. See, it was one of those things that it didn't look good. The conditions were the same in the servant's eyes. Nothing had changed for him, but it doesn't have to look good for it to be good. You have to know that there was a blessing in his obedience, even though the path to where he was supposed to look towards the sea had not changed. There was a blessing in his obedience. You have to know that there was a blessing in his obedience. And even though the path to where he was supposed to look towards the sea had not changed, there was a blessing in his obedience. You have to know that there was a blessing in his obedience. Even though the path, the walkway to where he was supposed to look towards the sea had not changed, there was a blessing in his obedience. And maybe that's what Elijah was trying to teach him. There's a blessing in obedience. And I'm going to say this again because I feel someone must need to hear it this morning. There's a blessing in obedience. Yes, the path you're walking daily hasn't changed. The things around you hasn't changed. But there's blessing in obedience. There's blessing in obedience. Sometimes, sometimes taking out the trash isn't the most glorious thing to do, but it's saying yes that brings the blessing and all the men say amen. <laughs> I'm getting lunch. I don't know if you're getting lunch tomorrow. Sometimes filling the empty vases with water isn't the ideal thing to do when they're supposed to hold wine, but it was the saying yes to Jesus that brought the blessing. 
And I wonder that as you and I are waiting on God to move again in our midst, he's still waiting for you to step up and step out and do what he has already commanded you to do. What if he is waiting on us so that uh, us to move so that he can move? Was it not the angel of the Lord that would have come and stir the waters at the pool of Bethsaida? The healing wasn't necessarily in the waters. The healing was in the obedience. The first one that would enter the waters would be healed. Was it not the high priest that lit up the incense and prepared the bread in the tabernacle where the presence of God would come and dwell? The presence wasn't in the incense or the bread or the candle. The presence came, the presence came because of the obedience. And if you've been in this journey long enough, you'll encounter this reality. Most of the time, it's not what it looks like. It's not what it looks like. I mean, just in Scripture alone, there were countless of times that it wasn't so much the miracle itself, but it was the obedience that gave way to the miracle for it to happen. Sometimes it doesn't have to look good for it to be good. It's not what it looks like. It's not what it looks like. Think of the, the blind man that Jesus chooses to spit in the mud and mix it so that he could apply it to him as a prescription, right, for his disability. It didn't look good. It didn't even sound good, but it was good. Think of the leopard man. Before Spider-Man and Batman, there was leopard man. Ta -ta there was leopard man named Naaman. He was told to dip into the Jordan River, the dirty, stinking Jordan River. Even Naaman, the leopard man, the leopard man Naaman says, even where I come from, there are much cleaner rivers and waters. Why can't I just go back to those waters? They're cleaner than the one you're telling me to dip in. See, it was in the obedience that gave way to his miracle. It's not what it looks like. It's not what it looks like. And for the servant, it didn't look good because everything looked the same. Nothing had changed in his sight, but all the ingredients were there for what was to come. See, obedience is allowing God to do his part and then us stepping into what he has already started. The problem for us is that we want to step in and quote, unquote, help God as if he needed our help to do his part. Are you with me? See, God will create the ingredients, and then, and then you and I will get to bake, you and I will get to chop, you and I will get to sew. But what happens when you don't allow the cake to fully bake the time needed? Bakers or wannabe bakers? What happens when you don't allow the cake to fully bake the, the, full, the full time needed? Soggy. It doesn't taste good. It's not, not edible, right? Cake crumbs, Okay. So what happens when you don't cut the log pieces to the right measure to make the table you wanted? It becomes firewood, right? <laughs> or what happens when you don't water the seed daily? It doesn't grow. It dies. And yet some of us find ourselves doing just that. Amen. We take the cake out of the oven before it is finished. So while God was preparing for you a Boaz, where are my single ladies at? Where are my single ladies? So while God was preparing for you a fully decorated Boaz, you wanted to quote unquote help God and you took the cake out of the oven too early. And instead of getting your Boaz, you got stuck with Mr. Bozo. <laughs> man, where are my single men at? I got one for you too. See, you thought it's a good day today. You thought you could, quote, unquote, help God 
we thought that we could, quote, unquote, help God do his part. And because the smell of the cake started filling the house and, 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 uh, with a sweet aroma, you thought it must be ready. And you, you too, took the cake out of the oven too early. And instead of getting your Rachel, if you know the scripture, instead of getting your Rachel, you got stuck with Leah. Instead of, getting, instead of getting your beautiful Rachel, you got stuck with Leah, or in Spanish, Lea, Lea la fea. Be careful that what you are praying for doesn't start praying, P-R-E-Y-I-N-G, on you because you didn't steward it correctly. You didn't wait for the product to be finished. You didn't nurture it correctly. Be careful that what you are praying for doesn't start praying on you. My final point today is the right voices in each season is the difference between rain or ruin. Rain or ruin? See, Elijah told his servant to go back and check seven times to see what was coming. Imagine with me if he had stopped on the second time or the third time or maybe even the sixth time he would have missed the rain. But it was the right voice that kept echoing the words of heaven. Go back. Go back. If the servant had let the circumstances get the best of him, he would have missed out on the promise of rain. See, he, he, the servant, had just seen Elijah defeat more than 850 prophets by the faithfulness of God. So how could he doubt that what his master was saying wouldn't come to pass? And how many times has God come through for you? How many times? For me, it's been a different amount. For you, it's a different amount. But how many times has God come through for you? And how many times has the faithfulness of God been our saving grace? Too many to count. Sometimes we get frustrated because we keep hearing the same instructions over and over and over again. And nothing seems to be changing. Go back. Go back. Go back and look again. We keep hearing the same words over and over and we get frustrated because we don't like that word. Give us something else. Give me a different instruction, Lord. Maybe the best way to explain this point is, have you ever ordered something on Amazon? Nobody. Wow. <laughs> Some of you are checking your status right now. <laughs> it's 10 stops away. And five seconds later, you get the notification, your order is being processed, and you're like, yes. And then you check the status five minutes later, and it says your order has been placed, and you're like, yes. And then you check back 15 minutes later, and it says your order has been shipped, and you're like, yes. And then 25 minutes later, you check on the status, and it says your order has been shipped, and you're like, what? You refresh it, and it says the same thing, your order has been shipped, you're like, because we think we're Amazon's only client. I know, we feel like that. I'm your only client, Amazon, cater to me. They need to hurry up with my order. And then you check back 15 hours later and the status says your order has been shipped. And now you're beginning to get impatient. Talk to me, somebody. Nothing seems to be changing, right? But that doesn't mean that nothing is happening. Even when there are no new updates, that doesn't change the progress of the order. Somewhere, somehow, somebody is working in that warehouse and making sure your package is 
making the progress it needs to make to get to your door. So even when there are no new updates, that doesn't mean that nothing is happening behind the scenes. Somewhere, somehow, your order is on the way. So when the voice of the Lord keeps telling you the same thing and keeps giving you the same instructions, don't get frustrated. The rain is coming. The rain is coming. See, some of us have been answering, have been praying to God, and we feel like God is saying, no, not yet, no, not yet, no, not yet. And we're beginning to get impatient. And God is giving you the same instruction, the same word. Rest assured, the rain is coming. The rain is coming. It's not what it looks like. So you don't think that the rest of this year will be just like the first part of this year. No. Trust God more than you did the first half. I dare you. Love him more than you did the first half. Serve him more than you did the first half. Love him more than you did the first half. Be even more faithful than you were in the first half. And see the clouds rising from the sea. And may you feel the rain of God in this season of your life. That as it rains, may it water every seed you have planted through prayer, through service, and what you're about to plant the rest of this year. What got me from the scripture is that the previous six times, the servant sees nothing, right? He doesn't see nothing. But on the seventh time, he's able to see something. But what he, he sees is incredible because it's almost impossible. I think we overlook what he, he sees so often. How can anyone see a cloud the size of a man's hand rising from the sea at a distance? Think about that for a moment. Either you have 20-20 vision that you can see that in a distance and know that it is a cloud and know that the promise is coming. See, the servant finally began to see the process taking place for the cloud to produce the rain. He finally started seeing the ingredients come together and see the promise beginning to take shape. And perhaps what you are waiting on God to do for you seems so far away that with your natural eyes, you just can't see anything getting better anytime soon. So let me echo the words of the prophet Elijah to you this morning. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Your forecast is about to change and the rain is coming. Your forecast is about to change and the rain is coming. The rain is coming. Even nothing is something. It doesn't have to look good for it to be good. There's a blessing in obedience. Even zero is a number. It's not what it looks like. The right voices in each season is the difference between ruin or rain. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Whatever seeds you have sown, whatever prayers you have prayed, the time that you have served, whatever it is that you're asking God and but continuing to believe God for, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. God might not give you a fully decorated cake, but he'll give you the ingredients. So for some of us, it's time to bake. For others, it's time to chop. For the rest of us, it's time to sow. The rain is coming. The rain is coming. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Would you stand with me this morning? 
Would you bow your heads right there where you're at? Lord, you are so good, God. That even when we don't get the, the prayer answered the way we wanted it, and it doesn't look like we wanted it to look or we were expecting it to look, God, you are so good that you still give us the promise. You give us the ingredients, Lord. You give us the ingredients needed to create the promise. Thank you, Lord, for showing us through this servant, Lord, that he obeyed, even though the, he took the same path, Lord, six, seven times, Lord, to the same place. Nothing was changing on that path. Nothing was changing when he would look out towards the sea. But it was his obedience, Lord, that allowed him to see what Elijah heard. It was his obedience, God. And some of us are getting weary in our obedience, Lord. And some of us are getting fatigued, God, because we're waiting on your promise to come. And it just seems like another year is about to pass and I'm still here waiting for an answer. I'm waiting for you to reach my family. I'm waiting for you, Lord, to heal me from this or that. I'm waiting for you, Lord, to rescue my child. I'm waiting, waiting for you, Lord, to answer my cry Lord but the blessing the miracle is in the obedience and God that we would never get tired of obeying you because it's the path that leads us to that miracle Lord even though within our frame of focus nothing is changing nothing is growing nothing seems to be getting any better Lord it's the obedience so we, saw, we swallow our pride this morning God and whatever words you've given us, whatever instructions you've given us, Lord, even if we pout a little bit tomorrow, we're going to walk that path again until we can say, I see the cloud the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. We believe you at your word when you say, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain, God. So you know the needs of your people. You know the needs of your people. And if you have a need, would you right there where you are, would you raise your hand so we can pray all, with you all? And some of us, our needs might be a little bit more heavier than others, and that's okay. But we're all here needing more of him. And so, Lord, right now, you see the people, God, that have lifted their hands, Father, that acknowledge that they need you, Lord, and we need you this morning, Lord. I pray that you would give them the strength, Lord, to continue to walk the path, to follow the instructions you've given them, Lord. God, that they would see just the small, small progress, Lord, just enough to encourage their faith, Lord, to energize their faith, to continue to believe you at your word, Lord. That they would begin to see maybe this whole time we were waiting for the final product. We were waiting for the fully decorated cake, Lord. And this whole time, the ingredients were off to the left. It was outside of our frame of focus. And we never bothered to look that way. But we see it now. We see it now. Lord, so spiritually, allow us to bake. And spiritually, allow us to chop. Spiritually, allow us to sow. God, that you would give them supernatural strength, Lord that you would meet them right where they're at, that they would not feel, Lord, like you're not hearing their prayers, they're not, you're not hearing their cries, Lord, that you would give them reminders that you love them, that you are for them, that you haven't forgotten about them. 
we thank you for being so good, Lord. In due time, we'll get the sequoia tree. In due time, we'll get to enjoy the fully furnished table. In due time, we'll get to enjoy the fully decorated cake. But for now, it's time to go back and walk. Walk and go back. Walk and go back. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, can we give the Lord some hand praise for his word this morning?